Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Haim Roche, and here on this platform is men helping men redefine greatness through service. And I believe through this conversation on today, we're going to do that. Today, I have a gentleman by the name of Oren that is going to have a great conversation with me. Now, Oren comes from a background of social anxiety, low self-esteem, lots of internal um, uh, resistance and almost no self-awareness. But I believe that through this conversation today, we're going to find and gain the tools that we need to have self-care and deal with this thing because I believe that is vitally important for our greatness. So if you're ready, just like I am, let's get ready to dive in. Hey, Oren, how you doing? And welcome to the podcast. Uh, Do me a favor. And um, kind of just tell me a little bit about yourself, a um, little bit about yourself, what you do, and we'll kind of dive more into our combo. Sounds good, Hiram. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me here. So yes, a little bit about myself. I, I'm in Kamloops, British Columbia in Canada, hmm. and my wife and I moved here a couple of years ago in the pandemic when we started what, uh, what I'm doing now working Mm -hmm. as a coach and a speaker and a trainer. And Mm -hmm. specifically what I do is I can help frustrated business owners and entrepreneurs who are stuck in problems and feel frustrated and overwhelmed, understand how they create their beliefs and emotions and how they can change them in order to fuel high performance behavior and massively increase their results. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, there's a lot more behind that, but I, I think we'll get into it. Yeah, well, I, and and now you just let's. I guess we can start with this. How did you get into that field? Like, what made you even step into that type of field work? Yeah, that's a good question. So, so growing up actually mm-hmm. goes goes all the way back to to my beginnings. Okay. Okay. <laughs> growing up in a small town in northern British Columbia, actually, mm-hmm. a small town of farmers and loggers, mm-hmm. and you know, in, in such a community, you can imagine, you know, there's a lot of, of manly men and emotions wasn't really a topic. You know, what, what you feel, what you think, your opinions yeah. wasn't really something that was talked about. And that really ended up being to my detriment personally. I had mm-hmm. some some difficulties understanding myself, understanding others when I I homeschooled until I was in grade five. And when I went to school, I, I was a little bit behind in academically, especially in math. And so okay. that somewhat followed me, these negative feelings. Uh, in sports, mm-hmm. I was always a bench warmer. So very sporty mm-hmm. school growing up. Everyone was almost expected to play, but mm-hmm. I wasn't that good. I was physically, I was, but I didn't mm-hmm. have that coordination. Okay. And then also socially, I had some social awkwardness. And so all these things just led to a lot of kind of negativity about who I was, right? I, I never felt like the world was as bright as I wanted it to be. I had this deep desire for adventure and, and really for impact, mm-hmm. but I never mm-hmm. felt like I was always there. And so that followed me for years mm-hmm. and uh, and really led to this being a very relevant topic as I pursued and had gone through my own healing journey that's mm-hmm. taken a number of years really understanding emotional intelligence 
and being able to unpack that, the, the realm of personal development and really focusing my energies, and especially uh, neuro-linguistic programming, mm-hmm. which, uh, which is not such a well-known topic, but really I like to say NLP is what made Tony Robbins Tony Robbins, right? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. So, so really being able to dig down into my beliefs and my values and that really, when I did that, it just made all the difference. And, mm-hmm. and so this is what I like to work with people on saying, hey, this has been my difficulties in my journey and where I've come. And so therefore, out of that hard and passion and experience, mm-hmm. I love to offer that to others. Hmm. I love that. I love that. And I want to I see how, in reference to just, it sounds like, your upbringing, um, like you stated, was was shaped around a lot of you know strong men. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, 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 in the statement of being strong physically, um, you know, like you stated, athletics and all of these different pieces. Um, as you have now developed to be the type of man that you are now, and have went through the things that you have went through, um, how are you able to now? help men? What are you, what wisdom and insight are you giving to men that might be in the same vein that you were in um, to help them kind of get to the place where you are now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the way that, the way that I structure what I do with people is so first thing we do is we, we take uh, your self-awareness really seriously, right? Okay. Because everything that you're sensing and everything that you're feeling has important information for you. Mm-hmm. And growing up, what I was taught, you know, as a man was feelings or, you know, let the woman talk about feelings, right? right. We're guys, we don't really talk about that. Yeah. But, but that really did, a, did a, does so much damage when we have mm-hmm. that mindset, because everything that you're feeling actually has a message behind it. It's information, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when I've learned, when I learned to take it seriously, what happens is that that increases my knowledge and increases my understanding of the different options that I have. Mm -hmm. And then I can make better choices, better choices, leading myself, better choices in connecting with others. And so that would be the first thing we would do Mm -hmm. to really, to really start to take this, this inner world seriously. And then we'd, we'd go into defining uh, your values because it's, it's when you have your clear and values, then you have, a real motivation. Mm-hmm. Really, all our motivation comes from values. And when that's clear, a person's motivation really shoots up. Their sense of confidence mm-hmm. shoots up. Um, and also their sense of fulfillment, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm really living a life of meaning. So mm-hmm. values are really important. We look into the uh, the positive message behind negative emotions and increasing mm-hmm. positive emotions that really help a person show up in the way that they want to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So how does then just say, for example, you're talking about um, how the these different two major cores, mm-hmm. how does those now impact as a man impact me now in the home right? Uh, or in relationships in general when we're talking about relationships? Right. Right. So everything, um, I think to answer that, I want to go one step further. Uh, uh, the mm-hmm. last thing that we do talk about okay. is I also really work with beliefs, with what a person mm-hmm. believes. Okay. And so this is really getting to your question because 
we generally don't think about what we believe, right? Mm. We, we go through life and, yeah. and you live life, you wake up, you eat your cereal, right? And you go to work and you interact with, you know, coworkers and friends and you're not thinking, what am I believing here? Yeah. It's, it's under the, it's the proverbial bottom of the iceberg, right? It's under mm. the surface, mm. but it's affecting every one of us in every one of your situations and mm. in every one of your experiences and relationships you're believing something you're believing something about yourself and the impacts that you should be making you're believing things about mm. about this situation and how it's turning out for example um what you believe about failure right the difference between do i believe failure is a statement of myself and my own value or do I believe that failure is um, I'm a I'm a successful person and that failure is a learning opportunity on the road to success? Mm. These two different beliefs are going to lead to two totally different outcomes, right? Yeah, right, right. And so, so when a person's uh, living, so for example, you know, when a person believes that they're not a successful person, they can mm. try as hard as they want. But the back of their minds, they're going to they're going to sabotage their own efforts. This was my experience. Mm. I, I would put so much effort into what I was doing, but I, I didn't really believe that it was going to be successful. So even what I did, if in the back of my mind, I wasn't conscious about this at the time, but I would hold myself back, right? Mm. So that when I would fail, I would then say, see, I, I told myself so, right? It had to be that little safety net. But because I held myself back, well, then naturally I wasn't successful in the things that I was doing. You know what I mean? It was like a catch-22. Yeah. So so how do we figure that out? Like, how do we figure out? Because automatically when you said it, Warren, I, I thought about, I was like, okay, let me find out, is that my belief system in certain areas? Mm. You know, am I believing, you know, putting my own safety net for my own self in some sense? Um, am I doing this to my own stuff? So how do we recognize that context, specifically when we're talking about this portion of our belief system, how do we re recognize that part? Um, because that hinders us in so many, that can hinder us in our marriages, that can be business, whatever that is. Um, but we, how do we figure that out? Yeah. How do we figure out... Um areas in our lives that are really not serving us right, right. that's the question mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that i think is where self-awareness is the beginning step okay is just recognizing because when you're in a situation and you sense that there's mm -hmm. something wrong that's likely you're you're sending a message to yourself your subconscious you know which subconscious is just a fancy term for that part of you that you're not aware of Right. right. And, right. And, it's, and it's sending a message to you. It says, hold on, there's something, there's something off here. You feel mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, that's telling you something. And so in an area where you don't, you're not performing the way that you feel you should, but you can't really put words to it. Mm -hmm. That's likely one of these things under the surface. Mm. Right. Okay. Okay. So after, just say, for example, after now I have, like yourself, you said you recognized that you were basically telling yourself in, like, in, internally, you would like, 
no, we're not going to give everything we got. Like we're we're just we're gonna we're we're not. This is not going to be as successful as we want. So we're not going to give a hundred percent. After you realize that that was something that was happening, yeah. um, what are steps that you started to do to change that belief or change right. that thought process? Right. Changing beliefs is a big topic. Okay. Um, I would say just the simplest way to do it is, you know, they're very popular these days is affirmations, mm -hmm. affirmations and affirmations can be a really good step, can be really helpful. So okay. one thing, if I recognize, here's a, here's a simple exercise that I often give people, you know, just to try this out, take a sheet of paper, right? Draw a line down the center. So you have two columns mm -hmm. and in the first column, write down, what do you think and what do you feel about yourself? Who are you? What, like essentially what you're doing is you're, you're going to write down your self beliefs. What do you believe about yourself? What do you feel about yourself? You know, you mm -hmm. can do the positive and the negative. And then in the second column, especially taking the, the ones in the first column that were negative, write an opposing, uh, not an opposing, but write um, a, a belief that can replace the negative belief, right? Write something positive that correlates to that, right? Okay. Um, sometimes what I do is sometimes there's, you know, Bible verses, you know, mm -hmm. or or other statements or quotes or things that you really like that you can put in there okay. or, or a statement about who you want to be. And mm -hmm. then what you do is just revisit that often, revisit that. And, that, and then if you can have a turnaround statement, say, I'm not this anymore, or mm -hmm. I'm becoming, you know, this positive belief in that. That's one way where you can start to at least be aware of your negative beliefs and say, and, and, and you'll start then asking yourself the question, how can I move towards these positive, how can I see the positive things in me? Yeah. Yeah. Now, do, now this um, actions that you have put in place now from, from your own personal experiences, um, were you were you at the healing place? I'll say it that way. Were you at the other side of this before you got into any relationships, or were you um, were you already in in the relationship in a relationship, and then was going through the stages? Yeah. Do you mean a romantic relationship, or do you yes. mean like, like were you, were you married? Guy? Were you married at the time that you were um, that you were going through these, or were you already? done before you before y'all got married yeah good question so in our relationship actually my wife actually was a big um catalyst of this process okay. because something that i in my single years i i somewhat recognized but i didn't i didn't really hmm, let's see it was just it was it was it was a challenge i was i was pursuing personal growth at the time Okay. But when you get married with someone, right, and, and two people come together, you get to know each other at a closer level than, than anyone has known you before. Right. And so there was one time, my wife and I, we were, <clears throat> we had a weekend, and mm -hmm. there was some friends who had a nice house, and they were going away for the weekend. They said, hey, guys, just come enjoy our house for the weekend, right? And it was, mm -hmm. it was like a little mini getaway for us. Okay. And so there we were. And uh, it was on a farm that, you know, nice, you know, uh, land and mm -hmm. 
And so my wife and I, we were talking in the evening and I forget what the topic was, but she, you know, there was a point in our conversation where she stopped and she turned to me and she said, she said, Oren, look, if I want to know just facts and information, I can look on Google. She said, but I want to know who you are. I want to know your opinions. I want to know your feelings. And, and that man, that stopped me in my tracks because I had up to that point, I guess I realized, I said, wow, all of my relationships, I share what I think and I share what I understand, but I don't really share what I feel. And it's because I don't really know what I feel. And so the, at that moment, I realized I need to figure this out. I don't know what it's going to take, but I need to really start understanding this. And actually, it was like the week after where she was in a Salvation Army and she picked up a book, mm-hmm. Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. Mm-hmm. And so for any of you familiar with the field of emotional intelligence, Daniel Goleman was the author who actually made the topic popular. So this was like the the classic pioneering book. Right, right. And so and so we read through that and just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, started to process. Then what yeah. is it going to look like to have emotional intelligence? Now, when you started to go through that process, one, I, I want to, um, and you can do this for me, just tell your sure. wife, thank you. Um, because one, I don't hear that a lot, honestly, you know, where you have a wife um, that is really pushing for the emotional side, the feeling side of her husband um, mm-hmm. and, and making it a safe place for you to go on to that journey and be able to find that and go through that, um, but then be able to live in that on the day to day. And so, um, mm-hmm. so just, just for my sake, you can just tell your wife, I said, thank you. Um, because <laughs> now, because of that experience, now it's so many other men that are being impacted by what you do. Um, so I do want to ask after you went through the process and you started to recognize uh, your emotional intelligence and figured out certain pieces about yourself. How did that shift or change your marriage? Oh, it changed it a hundred percent. And and one thing that you mentioned is that you just said, and I mm-hmm. want to speak to that because I think, you know, not a lot of women do this, but I think a lot of women want to do this. My woman, mm-hmm. my my woman, my wife has. <laughs> She has an extraordinary mm-hmm. um, in, um, emotional intelligence. So she, okay. she's very able to, to really sense things that are going on in people. Okay. And so she does that quite well. And so she was able to point that out and to speak that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, oftentimes I find that a person, uh, one of the statements in neurolinguistic, uh, in NLP, is that there are no unresourceful people there are only unresourceful states, right? And that, and that we all, we make the, the, the best choices that we can with mm-hmm. what we have. And, and so people are out there, everyone's making the best choices that they can, practically at least, yeah. Um, yeah. trying to move forward. But what happens is we often then get stuck because we're not really accessing those reasons. So with what you know at the time you're moving forward. So I think women want to have those connections 100 mm-hmm. percent, they do all over the place but they right. might not be necessarily aware of that or they might not know how to make that happen yeah. right and so yeah. this is the state of the world that we're in is is it's just a, a struggle 
to find that authenticity, to find that vulnerability, yeah. to be those real yeah. people. And as, and as men as well, you know, as this is, um, you know, as a lot of your audience as men, Hiram, right. like, especially as men, sometimes talking about feelings and emotions can feel unmanly. Right. But what right. I found is it's not weak, right? Mm -hmm. Now that I'm, that I'm more emotionally in touch, I'm mm -hmm. stronger as a man. Okay. I'm more resilient as a man. I'm more assertive. I'm more decisive. I'm a more manly man because I've got in touch with my emotions. Wow. Wow. Now let yeah. me ask this because now you're gonna make me now you gonna make me now you're gonna make me dig on. I gotta dig and ask this question. Before were you a person that might not have been, let's say, as aggressive or um, as bold in certain areas, mm -hmm. um, were you that person before, before you tapped into your, your emotional intelligence? I definitely had areas of boldness and I had mm -hmm. areas of still, you know, um, shyness, right? Okay. Okay. Um, but what, what would happen is I would show up to these situations, even when, you know, I was, you, when there was some, you know, some strength that was required. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would do, I would approach those in a bit of an unresourceful state, okay. right? So maybe I'd be strong, um, but I still not being self-aware, there still was a, was a lack to it, right? Yes. And so now when I'm, so for example, aggra aggression, right? Or mm -hmm. assertive, actually, this has been something that I've been working on even in the last two weeks, mm -hmm. my assertiveness. And what happened is when I... The way that I perceived assertive was assertive was was strong, right? Someone who just speaks what they think, mm -hmm. and and that's not necessarily untrue, right? Mm -hmm. And I would do that sometimes, right? And then you know, once in a while, you make a few enemies, right? right? But I've also then filled that out in the past couple of weeks as I've you know gone through you know coaching myself. I realized, mm -hmm. hey, I can be assertive, and at the same time, be be compassionate and be caring. Mm -hmm. And so I can still say what I I can still say, uh, speak boldly, mm -hmm. but I can do it in a gentle way. Okay. Okay. I like does that, that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. It does. Because it's almost like you're saying what needs to be said, but you're saying it in a way that doesn't feel like it's hurtful. Yeah. Or that I'm coming off trying to be mean to you uh, type thing. Um, so I like that. I like that. Cause I think some, and re, one of the reasons why I asked that question is because I think that a lot of the aggressive, quote unquote, aggressive mindset or attitude that we have as men naturally, mm -hmm. um, you know, and some of the other aspects that we see in reference to where you see men that are just angry or different things like that, they're, they're, there are, there are certain forms of emotions, but there's other areas internally. It's like those are the emotions that you say because you you don't know what else to do. I, exactly. I, you know, I don't know how to express it any other way. So these are the only options that I feel like I have. Yeah. Um, you know, so that and so I wanted to ask that question because I know that that also affects relationships um, in so many dynamics because it's like. No, you got other emotions inside. You just now have to tap in, find those things um, mm -hmm. so that it can be helpful in your marriage. Go ahead. Exactly. 
I, I like the way that you said that. You said that so well. And there's often a, it's a defensiveness, right? Mm-hmm. That, that aggression, I only know how to, there's, it's a defensiveness because there's a bit of a, um, I'm not fully comfortable with myself. And right. so if you're attacking me, I'm going to respond in aggression. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep you at, at arm's length. Right. And so it yes. takes, man, it takes a real humility, doesn't mm-hmm. it? To say, okay, it's, it's going to be hard, right? I'm, this yeah. is going to challenge me as a man. This is outside yeah. my comfort zone, but I want to explore this because I want to really live well. And you yeah. know what? Ha- so, so going back to your question about, you know, how that's changed my marriage Mm-hmm. is now I'm able to connect really with who I am. I'm able to share my my emotions and mm-hmm. and my opinions in a way that actually strengthens our relationship. It strengthens my wife's trust towards right. me because I can share authentically, you know, who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that I can lead better. And see, and that's why, that's why I believe that guys like yourself that are helping men that are being able to kind of shape us and push us in some sense to be able to dive in and take those deep looks um, and make the adjustments and the rewiring in some sense that we need um, is, is I appreciate you um, because this is really helping. It, it helps on a, on a larger scale when, when now you're able to, as a man, be able to really uh, take advantage of all parts of who you are, um, really be able to now tap into an, uh, another level of, of who you are as a man, which now it improves, it helps um, positive effects in all the other relationships that you have. Um, and, you know, and most importantly, yes, if you're a husband, it really is helping you, um, yeah. you know, as a father is really doing those things. So um, I'm, I'm grateful for men like yourself, Orrin, that yeah. that is that is taking the time that you've used the lessons and the things that you have personally had to go through to now pour into men and helping men to be able to have um, the type of life, emotional life that you're having now. Yeah. Thank you very much. Peak performance, right? If we can show up in our lives fully engaged, right? Yeah. And be present and show up in the way that that we want to, in a way that's that's appropriate to the situation, but that also really brings life to the mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. That's the kind of person that I want to be. That's the kind of person that I believe you want to be. Yeah. That's why you're doing this podcast. That's yeah. the kind of person that... Uh, that the people that I work with also want to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to do this. Um, I want to ask you a question. I want you to to kind of speak to a person for me. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna shape this individual, um, and um, and then I'll, I'll allow you to speak to to who that person is. Mm-hmm. Um, this person is a is, is a male that was uh, probably raised in um, an older home. Um, just say they were raised by their grandparents um, or an older aunt where um, in that home is very traditional. I'll use that word uh, mm-hmm. where the man has a specific role of what he does. And this he just goes out. He makes sure he works. He comes home. The food's ready for him. Da, da, you know, that type of lifestyle. 
but he's not sharing his thoughts. He's not sharing how he feels. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just working all day. Um, mm-hmm. And he's raised in that type of environment. And any relationship that he has been in, that he's tried to be emotional, he's been shut down. Mm-hmm. And now he's listening to this podcast and he's hearing what we're talking about, but he's afraid to be able to step out into it. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that man? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, I first of all, that I appreciate you. One of, one of the big journeys, uh, the big parts of my journey was there's three men three men specifically in my over the years that I would say that really took me seriously. And mm. those men had a huge impact on my learning journey. They were, they were Dan Boone, Eric Ludi, and John Maxwell. And, mm. and these men, some of them actually were teachers and, you know, John Maxwell, I don't know John Maxwell personally, but right. the way I remember in a podcast mm-hmm. where he said, he said, if I could talk with you, he said, I would tell you that I see so much potential in you. And I remember just listening to this and just being so moved, yeah. right? Hey, yeah. here's a person who sees me seriously. And, and so to this man, what I would say is I, I take you seriously yeah. is that I see you are a man of potential. You have, you have been designed for a purpose and to make a difference and all those those thoughts and feelings and who you are, that's important. That's important for you to embrace to become that person. And so and so, take yourself seriously. What I would what I would encourage him, I would say, if I was to give him practical direction, I would say find some relationships where where you, that are safe, mm-hmm. where you can start to talk, where you can start to be real and be be vulnerable, and just step by step. Start to open up. Start to explore that. Yeah. Um, maybe a maybe a leader. Maybe a maybe a pastor. You know, maybe a a, a friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, find a person who you trust, who you're going to be able to to take those steps, and and that will hopefully when the crack opens up, you know, mm-hmm. and and it will it will just you will see the good results, right? And when you see that, that's going to give you motivation to keep opening up. Yeah. 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 I'm grateful for that statement because I do think like you stated in the introduction of that, of that answer is that sometimes we don't feel like somebody sees us. Yeah. You know, we do feel like we're just going about doing all of this, but nobody sees what I'm, nobody sees the potential that I have. Um, And, and so sometimes it can make you feel like, is no is what would be the purpose of trying to change? What would be the purpose of trying to be better? What you know? What would be the purpose of trying to find out more about who I am internally? Um, yeah. And so I'm grateful that you, in your encouragement to that man, that is listening, um, that that is I believe that that is the key. And just like you stated, yes, now you know you do have the potential. Now connect with some people that will help to allow you to expand and open up and be vulnerable and be who you are. Uh, So then you can become the best version of yourself. 
And um, and so I'm grateful for that, man. I, I really, really am more. And I'm, I'm, I think that these type of uh, conversations and information are things that I would not only recommend to men. I, I mean, I understand that my podcast is basically for men, um, mm-hmm. but I do also understand that there are women that creep in every now and again uh, to take a listen. And I would even say for them, um, yeah. like you said earlier, your wife, uh, you know, she is an emotional intelligence person. That's that's her heartbeat. That's that's how she is. Um, but then you also made this statement that there are women that actually do want that. They, yeah. they, you know, they want that from their spouse or they want that from their, you know, in their relationship. Um, I would charge you as the woman that might be listening to this conversation. Let them know. Hmm. Just because sometimes we can feel like you don't really want that. If I open up based upon you know, my surroundings are based upon what history has told me. If I open up, you're going to dog me and make me feel like I'm weak. Mm -hmm. And if I would say, if you want it, if that's what you're wanting from your spouse, wanting from your, you know, in your relationships, have a moment just like your wife did and just say, Hey, look, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. I want you to be more open, you know, and I want you to be more vulnerable and I'm willing to walk you through, walk with you through this journey for you to tap into it. Um, and for those that are watching or listening, I just, you know, the end result is Orin's a good example. Orin's a great example of that good result. Um, and as you already stated, everything I would, I would probably dare to say, all the relationships that you're in have been able to have a great impact because of your more um, in tune with your emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. And also to, to those women who are listening is um, I think men and women have different, different strengths and different weaknesses. Right. And one thing that because women generally are more emotional, um, mm-hmm. they're more um, prone to anxiety, but also on the negative on, on the other side, sometimes women can try to control their husbands mm-hmm. and manipulate them. And, and if you recognize that just also, you know, it's a journey for men to come to emotional health. It's a journey for women to come to emotional health. Yeah. And everyone's journey is different, but just open that up and, and be, be vulnerable and, and take a, take a chance. And uh, yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're dealing with broken people, as we all have our brokennesses, um, it's always a journey and growth is, I was talking with a client on Friday. I said, man, sometimes growth is five steps forward three steps back, you know, mm. two steps forward, one step back. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It takes yeah. work. It takes vulnerability. You feel the failure. It hurts, but keep getting up. You know, when you fall down, keep getting up and move forward and, and you will find your way there. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that, I, I totally a hundred percent agree with you um, mm. that we will, they will eventually find it. Uh, I know for me personally, sometimes it's been difficult. Uh, you know, again, just the journey in and of itself is difficult to be able to be vulnerable, be able to be open um, in certain areas. Surely, if you've had any history of where in certain places you were hurt or you felt like you had been damaged or whatever in those areas, 
trying to now get into a place of where you're walking in that fullness of healing or really allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Um, I say for me, I, I, since it's only me and you talking today, um, I can say for me, uh, it's sometimes it's been, it's been a challenge, but like you stated, we can't, we have to be resilient. We have to keep pushing forward um, because at the end of it all, it's a better life on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. It really, really is. It really, really is. So, um, so I, I, for all those that are listening, all those that are watching, um, and you have been impacted or blessed by this conversation, um, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go and make sure that you check out Warren, uh, connect with him. His information is going to be um, in the description below. Um, I want you to make sure that you that you connect. And if you are a man um, or um, a man that is saying, listen, I want to dive in deeper, but I know I need somebody to help me along the journey. Um, I, I want to do it, but I don't know how to do this by myself. I really want you to make sure you connect with him. Um, because I believe that he will help you along the journey to get to your destination, uh, which again is going to help you to impact everybody around you in the way that you were designed to be able to do it. Um, I understand and realize that, you know, as men, sometimes we can live as broken men trying to continue to do fatherhood, be a husband, work and do all of those things. But it's, it's a whole nother level when you're living as a healed you, as a whole you, um, you're able to do it in a way that it changes not only their lives, but most importantly, it changes yours. So please connect with him. I know that he'll be able to help you on your journey. And again, sir, thank you so much for taking some time to be able to sit down, have a conversation um, with me on today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Hiram. I do have, uh, for those who are, are somewhat interested, um, a webinar that I run monthly. You can find it at lionheartleadership.ca forward slash webinar. And there I will be going through live a, a parts integration. And so dealing with some of that inner conflict and overcoming some of those, those barriers, those fears, those doubts, when there's something you want to do, but you're you're you then suddenly have a, this conflict within yourself. Mm -hmm. um, come to the webinar, and I will add value to and give a process for really helping work through that. And that's yeah. a, something I just want to offer for free to those who have gotten value out of this and who think that would be valuable also. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll say this: um, I've gotten value out of our conversation. Um, and uh, if you see my name come across your screen, it's because I tapped into your webinar. <laughs> um, uh, because I, I know for me that I've seen that for me, you know, just mm -hmm. honestly, where there are, there are times where, um, you know, I do that same process of where I'm doing something, but I, it's like, eh, you're not really going to be successful at that, or eh, that's not going to really turn out like whatever. Um, and so I want to personally uh, break that. And so, um, so I'm a prop, I'll be toning in so I can be able to get the help that I need as well. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much. See, I told y'all, man, this, this is, this is, this is where we can get our help, uh, to help us get to the next place. So again, thank you so much, sir. 
Um, thank you for everything that you do, everything that you have allowed uh, yourself to be vulnerable and open to now help other people and other men um, so that they can be able to live their best lives. Thank you so much for doing that and serving us uh, the way that you do. Thanks, Hiram. Likewise to you. Yes, sir. So thank you all for listening and watching. And as always, you continue to be great. Thank you all for watching this video. My heart is, and that I don't do this for myself, I make sure that I am doing this for you to bring you the tools that you need so you can walk in your greatness. So continue with me every Monday, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, as well as you can make sure that you listen to me on all podcast platforms. And let's continue to grow this greatness tribe.